Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. This is episode two of our series, and my name is Barry. Hi, my name is Craig. And this show is brought to you by Coronavirus, because it's taken poor Craig's life, and here with me today, I have his ghost. That's right, I'm not here. Nonetheless, the show must go on. So in today's podcast, we have a lot to talk about. Too much. Way too much. Yeah, the reason it's brought to you by Coronavirus is because... It seems like the entire world of entertainment, whether it's movies, not so much video games, but sporting events, all seem to have canceled out. I know you can't really see this because we don't have a video podcast, but we're actually in a bunker right now. This is our doomsday bunker. Yep. We, we're just living off of 10,000 rolls of toilet paper and canned <laughs> beans. Side note, I tried to get toilet paper yesterday and I couldn't find any. So Oh, so they, so they were out yesterday. I went to two Walmarts and a Giant and none of them had it. Oh, so. man, I'm sorry. I'm in trouble. I have some extra if you need some. I've bunkered down. <laughs> I might need it. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. What do, what do you want to start with? Uh, start with what we played. Start with what we played. Well, for yeah, for the most part, we've both been playing the same thing. Yep. I, other than that, before we get into that, the only thing I've really been, I'm going to play is I ordered Grand, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, the fighting game that recently came out for PS4. Nerd. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I gotta try out the fighting game, and the reviews are pretty good for this one, and I know I'm eventually gonna play Neo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you didn't play anything else? At all? <laughs> no, I, th- I think I think really the only thing I've played is <laughs> Call of Duty. Right. Um, I mean, Call of Duty is what we've been playing almost every single night. I did put about two hours into Ori that just came out. So I can't really make a definitive judgment yet. I would say it's it's very, very good. It's along the lines of the first one, which I know you haven't played yet. Uh, you should probably go back and play. Very emotional, um, Metroidvania style of game. If you're into that type of thing, it's going to be right up your alley. I don't think it's necessary. You play the first one, it does give you an idea of the story, but it's not like 100% necessary. So I'm going to wait a little bit until I get a little farther into it before I make a decision. But as of right now, it's it's been pretty good. Pretty great. But obviously the main thing we've been playing is Call of Duty. So. Yeah, the only thing not canceled by coronavirus is Warzone. <laughs> yes. That's what it is, right? Warzone? Yes. Okay. Uh, pretty pretty much with me, I, I really have been liking Warzone more than probably I thought I would. I'm not very good at Call of Duty multiplayer. So I didn't think that I would be that good at the Battle Royale. Uh, it turns out that, you know, we're, everybody seems to be on the same playing level right now. Yeah, it's, they've done a lot of smart moves, I think. I think when we first started playing, I wasn't a fan of not picking up attachments for your weapons. But now that we've done a solid, I don't even know how many hours, probably close to 10 or so, I actually like it better. Um, just picking up common, uncommon, rare, that kind of stuff, weapons has been great. Um, I don't, it, it just streamlines the game a little bit. You don't have to worry about inventory. You don't have to worry about picking up and dropping things to make room. It's just smart. Yeah. One of the things that when it comes to the inventory stuff is the, the fact that I'm not spending a lot of time in a pause menu where I'm vulnerable, like it was how in blackout with, you can pick up an attachment. You have to go in there, you have to attach it or drop the gun or something like that. I think they, I think Call of Duty did a really good job of putting those blueprints in there so that way people like recognize a gun when they see it and will know if they like it without having to have attachments available all throughout the game. And the loadout drops, you know, being able to call in and pick your own loadout is is extremely smart. 
Obviously, there's the risk attached to it because when you call it in, everybody can see like a smokestack, so they're going to come that way. But it's definitely a, a little bit of a game changer. Yeah, some of the things that the one of the few things I haven't liked about Warzone so far, and it's not not a lot at all, is one there should be there needs to be a singles mode yes. because it is it is next to impossible to take down an entire squad on your own unless you're sniping and you you're picking them off one by one. Yeah, the, that, the time to kill is a little high right now, but it was also a little high when Blackout first came out, so I think they'll probably do some tweaking and adjusting. It hasn't even been out for a week yet, so I'll give them some time to figure that out, and then it should be good. Yeah, the, the sound design, which we both talked about, it sometimes can sound like someone's right on top of you, but they're, in all reality, almost in the next kind of town area away. Yeah, I think the footsteps are okay, it's just the gunshots are just way off how many times we've heard gunshots and thought they were right next to us and they were like way, way, way far away. So it definitely needs tweaked a little bit too. And I guess one of the other things is like what the game doesn't tell you is what kind of, is what I found out yesterday. So for example, there are these contracts that we both know are available in the game and there's three types. There's Bounty, Scavenger, and like the Secure Point one. I didn't find this out till yesterday, but t- trying to take a secure point, that little secure point, if you're outside, like pushes a red flare into the air, right. so people know exactly where you are. And the game doesn't tell you that. You know, you just find out, and then two seconds later, or you no, know, maybe around thirty seconds later, there's someone on top of me, and it's and that contract I almost never want to do anymore because yeah. why give away my position when I'm trying to. Yeah, I guess that's like the give and take because if you do do that contract, that's the one that shows where the next circle is, mm-hmm. right? So it's, you know, you are getting a benefit, but it does show everybody where you're at and you have to hold it. Yeah, but that contract also kind of isn't as good right. in in late game because the circle only lasts 45 seconds. Yeah, I mean, the obvious ones that to go for are the supply box scavenger hunts because you get good you know good weapons and good that kind of stuff and also the bounties because you get money but yeah it definitely seems like the other one is the one that people are going to ignore going forward i honestly don't see as many flares going up as i did the first couple days so i think it's definitely dying off and it's the least favorite the other thing that i noticed too is unlike other games there really isn't um there isn't areas you can drop that aren't like heavily congested areas you know how like blackout you could drop in like a an area that had three or four houses they don't really have that it's either you drop in a big area and fight everybody or you drop in the middle of the woods and get no guns which is kind of cool it kind of forces everybody to fight each other which is nice yeah and i feel like the game's been pretty active so far Mm -hmm. with where there's never a long time where there's a lull of not shooting or not getting engaged in some way. And I think that's what I've liked most about it so far compared to Apex or Fortnite, where both of those games, if you land in certain spots, the map's big enough where you're not going to find anybody. And you, you know, can get into top 10 without ever shooting someone, which I find almost next to impossible. Yeah, can't really do it in, in this one. And they're definitely, like, this is a longer game. Right. So like if you go make it to the top 10, you're looking at uh, probably 20, 30 minutes it's going to take. So you're spending a lot of time than you would like a blackout game was maybe 15, 15 minutes. But also there's more people because you're starting with 150 instead of 100. And we also didn't even talk about the gulag. 
Yeah. And it was either going to be that or like the other small things. But we can go straight to the Gulag. It's your favorite, so go for it. Yeah, the the Gulag is definitely my favorite system so far. I, I like the fact that you just get one chance at getting back without having your teammates buying you back. And on top of that, it's it, like the guns that you use are either pistols or, or shotguns pretty much. And you usually get a pretty fair advantage. I'm, I'm pretty sure Call of Duty will probably patch out teammates being in the same gulag. Because for us, it's definitely unfair. Right. It's also fair for, I mean, everybody else can do it having your teammates stand up top and call out where the other guy is. So I think it's fair for everybody, but I could see them taking it out. Yeah, but I, if if you're going to do that, then you either have everybody, like a whole squad can be in a go, like a gulag, or you never do it at all. Yeah. Because, and I guess the randomness is sort of the advantage of it all. You, I hope they don't take it out. I do like having the that kind of aspect of, oh wait, a friend's in the gulag, he can tell me where the, the enemy is. Or throw stones at him. Not sure if you saw, but you can throw stones at the people down below, mm-hmm. and you you can like kind of stun them a little bit if you hit them in the head, and you do one damage. So you guys are down there, and I'm telling you where they are, and I'm trying to throw rocks at them. It gives you something to do while you're waiting for your turn. And I guess since we didn't really technically explain what it is, it's just a one v one. And then if you win, you go back into the game. If you lose, you're out of the game unless your teammates buy you back for forty five hundred dollars. So it gives you the incentive of, hey, if I beat this person one-on-one, I get to go back in, but you only get to do it once. Yeah, and it's not throughout the entire game. I'm pretty sure it's either the third-to-last or second-to-last circle yeah. is when they're closing down the, the gulag. So you couldn't – even somebody who, like, you just killed to win the game doesn't have a chance to come back. Right. Yeah, They. I know when you first start, like, if you pause the menu, it has a countdown timer to when the, the gulag closes. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, 18 minutes or something like that. So that's probably the second or third circle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But other than that, it's been... It's been fun. Yeah, I yeah the battle pass integration. I'm glad they didn't make it a separate battle pass. Yeah. Uh, just because that's that would be more double dipping mm-hmm. for for them. And like the small things I really like about the game are you know the the town names are available for you to see. Right when you right right the moment you're on the plane, like you guys can plan without having to go to a map if you don't want to. Yeah. And that kind of small addition is going to be something that the other the other ones take for sure yeah. because it it makes everyone else more familiar with the map and instead of instead of having to go to the map and pick even though it's what we do anyway people can see you know the congested areas and when 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 is the best time to jump or some of the heavier places to jump without having to go to a map yeah it'd be interesting to see if they do any type of adjusting with uh blackout or if they just kind of let it die, a slow death. <laughs> or even to see if people are still playing it. I'm sure there still are, but I feel like there's it's not going to be for very much longer. Yeah, that was one of the things that I, I was going to bring up and talk about, is the fact that it seems like Infinity Ward is the one that makes this Call of Duty, I think. Mm-hmm. They seem to be more prepared for the future, as in they made Warzone a separate free-to-play game that you can download without having to own Modern Warfare at all. And I think for them that's smart because even when they're not making or when they're not bringing out the new the new Call of Duty that year, that you can have a small team working on updates and maybe releasing new content. 
so that way your battle royale is still getting played because I'm, I'm going to go with the moment this battle royale came out, a lot of people who were playing Blackout probably shifted over. Yeah, and I think Activision kind of looked at Blackout as their test run for a year, and then this is where they're headed. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have another Call of Duty this year. I don't know if they plan on doing a Blackout or like a Battle Royale mode because they haven't said, but I could see them not. And just this could be just what they do from here on out, kind of like an Apex, just they're free to play. And then if you still want multiplayer, here's your new Call of Duty every year. Yeah, I kind of wonder how they would handle kind of transferring the reins if that would be something they were to do. You know, like right. Infinity Ward runs the Warzone for one year, and then the other Call of Duty that's coming out can run the Warzone the next year. Yeah, we'll have to see how they go. I mean, that's a step in the right direction for sure. So you didn't play anything else? So that kind of, I didn't either. This kind of took over our lives for a week. It was the perfect, perfect time for them to drop the game, obviously. Yeah, considering uh, considering everything's canceled, and I've, I I will say I've been really impressed that it hasn't crashed yet. Yeah, uh, I feel like if it was going to crash, it probably would have been Friday night or Thursday night or something like that. But uh, you know, we're now hitting the weekend. We can see whether or not some of the some of the people who don't game on weekdays see whether or not that adds to the congestion and see if the the servers crash or something like that. Infinity Ward's done really, really good job of making sure their game runs. Yeah, and you can factor in the fact that some people, I mean, a lot of people, not us, but a lot of people might be stuck at home now. Yeah. So you might see an even more increase of people playing. Yeah, and with especially with nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, until Friday when you have Doom and Animal Crossing, which will, you know, people are obviously going to be playing that too. Mm-hmm. So we'll just go over some of the news that's uh, that's kind of surrounded the the sickness this time, uh, the, the big news in gaming is the fact that E3 is canceled. That's a big one. Yeah, f- I was looking at statistics for it. Uh, in 2017 and 18, crowds averaged around the 69, uh, 69,000. And in 2019, last year, it was just like 60, 65,000 or something like that. It was a low dip, but it's because that was the first year that Sony dropped out. It, it kind of sucks for me. Uh, I've I've never been to E3, but I've always wanted to go. Yeah, me too. And the the problem with canceling it now is, and a lot of gaming podcast fears is that companies are going to find out how much money they save not paying to go to E3, and you know, a lot of people are predicting the death of E3 after this. Yeah, I think I mean I've always wanted to go. That's always been one of my dreams, but realistically if we look at it now they don't need it i mean sony wasn't going to be there anyway so you would have had microsoft i don't remember if nintendo said they were going to be there or not originally yes they always have a booth yeah like they've they always have like a huge booth apparently because i know the hall that they used to take up was shared Mm -hmm. and i think it was ea that was in that hall they aren't in it anymore either so i don't think it's needed um microsoft and sony and and Nintendo are obviously going to have their online conferences now. They all came out and said that. So they're, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you're going to get your news regardless. We don't need an E3 to get the news. It was just the fact of being able to go somewhere and play all these games before they're out and talk to developers and, you know, for some of the bigger companies getting interviews. But we also still have PAX East and West, which you can do that as well, and that's more popular than E3 was. I know E3 has been trying to get 
the the regular crowd the past couple years in there i just i don't think it comes back i think we're done with it and we just go on from there and do packs i i could see them giving it one year shot after this just to see if whether or not they can come up with a product that maybe people are interested in it just kind of sucks at the fact that i there i feel like when you go there you're have you have a connection like with the company that you're going to see the games for or see the conference for because this for for a long time this was the biggest gaming convention uh, convention that you could go to and the fact that it's it's going to go down means a lot of people who love going there every year or people's that people's that dreams were to go there because it's where all of the all of them went you kind of lose that connection making it a online only thing right i think if you look at it as you know we just started a podcast we're not at the point where we'd be traveling to something like that it just means for people who do travel to that you're going to a lot of different smaller venues probably now so Mm -hmm. you may go for the microsoft announcement and then you go over here for sony it's just it gets rid of that all-in-one area which made it easier for everybody but also i mean when you listen to enough podcasts and a lot of the podcasts are saying they don't like going so maybe it works out good for them as well yeah maybe it's you know i I feel bad for e3 considering all the drama that went down with them and not that i should feel bad right but it's uh it, it is what it is there you know it's E3 will maybe learn from its mistake and whatever they decide to come up with next year it has to be uh it has to be I'm going to say it damn good. Yeah. If 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 it is not a good product that people are going to like then the first year you come back after the coronavirus scare is just going to be an absolute turmoil and you you won't have it after that for sure. Right. Yeah, we'll just wait and see what happens next year, I guess. And then wait for the uh, online announcements from microsoft and sony because we all want to know how much the xbox is going to cost and how much the playstation is going to cost and then on top of that whether they're actually going to have stock this fall or not because i mean stuff's getting affected by coronavirus as far as parts yeah i'm trying to factories closing closing down right so it could be an issue where i don't think they would delay it but it could be very hard to find mm-hmm. for the first couple months or six months or so yeah, what's definitely interesting is I was uh, I, I was looking on the internet the other day at just like news for any type of the consoles, and IGN has a banner uh, on their site that says, you know, the silence PS4, you, the silence that Sony's giving us is like deafening, like they have to say something soon. Right. Uh, but Sony kind of did the same thing after the PS2 era where they were kind of, they were so cocky in the way that they were leading that it ended up being the turmoil of the ps3 right uh, you know money disaster and everything like that i think sony's just waiting to see what other things microsoft says you would think they would have learned and they won't do that again and get cocky about how well the ps4 has done but you know them not saying anything is a little troubling to me and microsoft has pretty much all but shared the price at this point like we know all the specs we know that Game Pass is still going to be a thing. We know backwards compatibility, and still Sony has said nothing, except the logo, which was the same as the PS4. Yeah, I definitely think it's interesting that there is there's a chance that I think that Sony goes back to free online in order to sort of compete with how good of a value uh, Game Pass is, the ultimate version, because Sony really doesn't have a, an answer for that yet. 
you would be if they did they would be rolling it out with the ps5 yeah and they still have playstation now but it's nowhere near oh absolutely yeah they need well i guess we'll see it's gonna be coming up i I haven't heard anything as far as them saying when they're gonna do their online um that any of them microsoft or sony or nintendo yeah so i'm gonna assume june probably still yeah, the the yeah, the only thing with the the online stuff is God Nintendo fix your online connection <laughs> stuff with the Switch. I don't think they ever will. I don't think they care enough. They're always I always feel like Nintendo is like 5 years behind the major consoles and like I get that, but the fact that if I want to play with my friends, it is so much easier to go onto Discord and talk to them rather than use that Nintendo app. Yeah, which is terrible. That, yeah, it's it's terrible to begin with and it just makes more sense to Make it make Discord downloadable on your on your Switch and have it be able to run in the background like most computers do. If you want to solve you want to solve party chat, that that's it right there. Since we're on that, they need to make Discord on every console because I know me and you have been running into the issue where we have people who play on PlayStation and you can go through the game chat when we're playing Call of Duty, but it would be so much easier if you could put the Discord app on your Xbox and on your PlayStation and just do it that way. I I definitely think like that would be the be- the best option. I've I feel as though as we get more and more cross playable with all the consoles, I feel like the the gaming companies will end up probably coming up with their own version of that, which then means you now have Discord, which which is the most popular by far, and then you're going to have some other cross cross party sort of thing they they you're right they really just should make you know a party chat this universal thing that everybody all your friends can go on to because this gen this next generation of games is i think probably the most important feature of that now is people want to be able to play with their friends no matter what console they have right and i just think it it might be an issue of they didn't think that far ahead like we're they're so focused on uh, cross-platform play which has been great but i mean i know we tried doing the discord app when we were playing call of duty on our phones and then you have to have one of your headphones off your ear so you can hear your phone and then you're sacrificing your in-game audio so it's just it just needs to be combined into one yeah and even like in even the problem i run into discord like i'll put on my my headphone mm-hmm. but then suddenly you know my phone goes to sleep and then it's coming through speaker and then I'm talking and they hear an echo. So it's 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 not consistent enough for me to have to go to want to go to Discord all the time. It's just easier to go into game chat. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw it or not, but on the subject of Nintendo, former Nintendo boss Reggie um, is on the board of directors now for GameStop. Yeah. Which is an interesting... I mean, there wasn't much said besides that. I don't, it's not him. He's not taking over GameStop, but it seems like he's trying to help which is cool. Yeah, I we I I I like GameStop. Uh, I think I like that Reggie said that a healthy GameStop is good for the entire like gaming community. Yeah. Like the one thing that you know GameStop does is you know you have that small small area where you have a bunch of you know all it is is games. You know you don't have to walk over into the game section of Walmart where you know, it's it's a barren wasteland <laughs> yep. at, at that point. So I I really feel as though like a, a good GameStop is good. GameStop is good for the gaming. It's just a matter of they. I, I I don't even think it's more so how 
how they sell with trying to sell a bunch of people stuff. It's more that digital just keeps growing and growing and growing. Right. And I mean, obviously they're going to take a hit right now because if you're going, say next week you want to buy Doom or you want to buy Animal Crossing, if you're not buying the Animal Crossing Switch, the actual console, and you're worried about going out in public, you're just going to buy it digitally. So in that case, I think all retailers are going to take a hit on that. and Or maybe not. Maybe people are dumb and they're still going to go out. But <laughs> I think you'll see an increase in digital sales. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the, the saving grace for GameStop is probably going to have to be the new consoles. Yeah. If... I can't. I can't imagine just like the next Nintendo exclusive console only at GameStop. If Reggie can, <laughs> if Reggie can pull that sort of lever all the way there, that it would be nuts for them. But the definitely the scare right now is what we've all mentioned before is the fact that we don't know whether or not these these systems are going to be available to people at the at the start of the generation, or if it's going to be an absolute madhouse to try to get them. And it could end up being something like way back when. Like, for instance, when the Wii came out, if you didn't pre-order that thing, good luck, right? I I remember driving all over the place and waiting in line to get one because I didn't pre-order. We could see that again, which we haven't seen in a long time. I don't remember the last time I saw long lines when a console came out. Little lines of people waiting, but they had probably already pre-ordered. And even if you didn't, you could come in and grab one usually. So we could go back to moms driving all around the... Uh, the the city trying to find a console for their kid yeah on uh, on christmas day where you have the the moms that are willing to push push people out of the way to get the console which you know th- that's what it is with the holiday season anyway yeah and i also saw uh yesterday which i thought was kind of interesting that nintendo announced that they were sold out of ring fit oh i know i didn't which realize is that. which is cool i mean if you think about it if everybody's stuck inside or doesn't want to go outside it makes sense right it's a good form of exercise I know you had it for a while. Um, I still have it, and it's great. So I just thought it was kind of funny that they're like, "Yeah, we're we sold them all." Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's really good that Nintendo seems to be the the one the one company that can make a good like physical workout game in a way that actually can promote people into a more healthier lifestyle. And as you mentioned, Craig, I had the game, but the only reason I got rid of it is because I have a gym membership. Yeah. And I much prefer to go to the gym even with the whole coronavirus thing. I don't talk to anybody <laughs> or touch anyone at the gym. Wipe everything down before you use it. Yeah, exactly. But I don't it's not a it's not a complete workout replacement by any means. I mean, I've done it for probably almost a month now and you know some of the some of the exercises hit harder than others do some of them just like this doesn't really feel like it's doing anything but it definitely there's some exercises in there that they will they will kick your ass so it's been uh it's been fun and it's enjoyable enough that it's enough of a game for me to keep me motivated to want to play it every day and it's only if you just play like the story mode it's like 15, 20 minutes of your day. So that's not hard to do. Yeah. So it's been great. I, I like it a lot. So we're, we're at movies now or like media for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Do you want to go what what you watch this week? Obviously, we have a lot of time to watch movies, I guess. Yeah, we yeah we do. Uh, the one thing, and I've mentioned to you as well, is if, if you are watching the Castlevania series on Netflix, you really should be. That... 
the that series so far and the first season is only four episodes you can binge that in literally i th- i think if you add up the time it's maybe an hour and 40 minutes yeah. to binge the first season but the the third season just came out it's 10 episodes which is the most they've given that series so far and the the animation the story and i will i will come up front and say that it is more of an anime like type of show but it's it, it's the best video game adaptation of anything we've seen so far it's better than the movies you know and movies have a more time constriction on them whether it's detective pikachu or sonic but castlevania is a really good adult gritty show and for me it's it's what i've gone to to replace game of thrones and i mean early game of thrones when it when it was the only thing anybody could ever talk about while it was on yeah i only watched the first season of castlevania i still need to watch two and then three and i'm not an anime person i don't watch it but it was extremely entertaining i really liked it so for something like that to keep my attention says something because i'm not any type of anime so but it was very very good so i'm excited to watch the rest yeah if, for anybody listen to this like i this is my barry seal of approval here <laughs> please please watch this show it deserves more than what I think people are getting it, and because it's in an anime style, people are afraid to try it. If I really think that this show would just be as equally as popular as if it was if it were live action. I know a lot more people prefer that live action thing because it gives the characters a sense of a more sense of depth, and like you, you're looking into someone else's actual eyes when watching that. So I understand why. I mean, The Witcher was pretty popular yeah. and that was live action so this is right along the same lines really yeah really yeah it is um so you can't really i was gonna say what you're rating but obviously it's just to stream it because it's on netflix yeah no yeah no definitely definitely I mean, you could buy it the yeah. first two seasons you are available on blu-ray yeah i'm pretty sure the first season's blu-ray is like 12 bucks because it's just four <laughs> episodes yeah an hour and a half so it's just a movie at yeah. that point if you put it all together anything else did you watch anything else uh, I, I've been trying to think. I watch a couple episodes of The Chef Show, and okay. it's just because on Netflix I really like th- that portion. If we're looking at... Did you did you brave the movies? The movie theaters this week? No, I actually didn't. Okay. I, I I wanted to, but I've I, I've been so busy with Warzone mm-hmm. that I, I, for, I forgot to go to the movies and see. Now might, might be the time because there's probably nobody there. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously there is a lot of stuff getting pushed and delayed so i feel like the same movies are probably going to be in theaters for a while yeah and and now that i think about it you know it there's a chance that it's empty but there's also a chance that that place is packed yeah because people have nothing to do Correct. and although you have all of these kids that are now at home with parents who are working from home and i i, I can't imagine how like if if you're trying to get work done you have a kid and you know you 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 have to find something for them to do because that kid is not at school anymore. Right. And as much as, you know, you, you want to give them the iPad, the iPad will probably only last so long. I, I know uh, AMC and there was another movie theater, it might have been Regal, is implementing a, if their movie theater holds 100 people, they're only going to sell 50 tickets. Okay. Kind of limit, like, the space between people. Yeah. I know when we did the podcast last week i had said that right after the podcast i was going to go see onward Mm -hmm. and we did go see it and it was there was probably 
maybe 20 people there. Mm-hmm. And that was opening weekend. Yeah. And, I mean, this was before it was as bad as it is right now. So it wasn't like people were in full-blown buy all the toilet paper panic. So even then, people, it seemed like, were kind of hesitant to go. So it's it's got to be a wasteland, I would think, right now. But Onward was great. It was fantastic. It's a Pixar movie, so my expectations for Pixar movies are always high. Because, I, I mean, I can't really think of any bad ones that they've made. I'm not a fan of Cars, but they're still good movies. They're entertaining. Um, Onward is it's a good mixture of... Like, it's still a cartoon at its heart. It's still a kid's movie, but they're mixing in a little bit of Lord of the Rings um, with the the fantasy element. Um, They mix in some dad issues because uh, the two brothers, their dad had died, and then on uh, the younger brother's birthday, he finds a note from his dad that says that he left him a staff, like a mage's staff that would allow him to bring his dad back for a day. And he only gets the spell halfway done, so only the bottom half of his dad comes back, which is kind of cool. But the story behind basically dealing with, in his case, he never saw his dad because his dad died before he was born. Um, and then dealing with his brother who got to spend time with his dad. It's very it's very good. I mean, the ending, it's a Pixar movie, so the ending is going to make you tear up. That's just what Pixar does. Mm-hmm. But the overall story was extremely entertaining. It's. I mean, it, it did seem like they were taking a, a Lord of the Rings and making it kid-friendly, which yeah. was cool. Um, I'm definitely going to say, I would say go see it in theaters if you're willing to risk it right now, but definitely buy it when it comes out as well. Yeah, Onward definitely seems like the, a, a movie a lot of people would like, especially because it has that medieval kind of... A medieval in a way, I guess, inspired, because it's, it's, it's not really gritty at all or anything no. like that. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty good. I know it did well the first weekend. I didn't even look at the numbers. It's, it had to have dropped off. Yeah. Because nobody's going. I mean, if you think about, you know, we already talked last week. James Bond got pushed till the end of the year. Um, you have Fast and the Furious getting pushed a year. Uh, Mulan got pushed already. So at this point, I know there's a couple movies that came out this weekend. The Hunt and there's another one they're not going to do anything because they're not they're not big enough movies for people to go out and see them obviously you're going to have people who are going to say i'm going to go anyway but if you're even a little bit hesitant to go out these aren't the movies you're going to risk to go see Mm. and a part of me has to wonder and you just mentioned the delays on that mulan was also delayed if till further notice i don't think they put up a date or anything like that but the Take for example, Fast Nine. Why is is this virus supposed to last an entire year? What do you do? Like, if this movie was expected to release when it was supposed to come out in May, so you're sitting on this movie for technically a whole nother year. Yeah, because it's is, May of 2021 now. Yeah, in my mind, is this movie done? Like, are you sitting on a finished product? According to Vin Diesel, it's been done for a while. So it. I think everybody's being, it's just that everybody's being overly cautious right now because, I mean, if you look at uh, like China, right, they're on the downward swing of the virus, but they also shut everything down for two weeks and we're not at that point yet here in the United States. I mean, we probably should, but we're not shutting everything down. So I think everybody's looking at it 
as this could take more than two or three months. So, you know, you have NBA season postponed, March Madness canceled, uh, baseball, NHL all canceled. For me personally, talking about WrestleMania getting not, you know, not canceled, but postponed by a couple of months. So I think everybody's just being overly cautious. I think the right answer, though, is just to say we'll reevaluate. Just give it a month, maybe two months, and see where we're at instead of just canceling everything. Yeah, and we're not a sports podcast, but right. we do we do live in a college sports town. Mm-hmm. I will mention I'm glad that the NCAA players are looking at getting an extra year of eligibility. Yes. Because for a lot of those kids, it's their dreams to be able to play or win a national championship and then go pro and win a championship from there. Right. But it it's really amazed me how this pandemic of the coronavirus and you know, we're not a coronavirus podcast either. We're about to but be, I think. It's it's affected everything that, you know, everybody likes so far, other than video games pretty much. And that's because it's a media that be, that can be consumed when you're alone. You don't have to be in a a place with 500 other people, you know, enjoying a game or enjoying a, a movie or something like that. Yeah, secretly the gaming industry is probably pretty happy right now because mm-hmm. that means more people are buying. Um, also, uh, we were talking the other day with the, all the movies being pushed and then, you know, Frozen, which originally was supposed to be streaming on Disney Plus in a couple months, they're going to put that up, you know, Sunday, which for us is tomorrow. Yeah. So they're pushing that up so people can see it. I know it's probably not the best idea to make money-wise for movie companies, but I, I wonder if, if this continues and, you know, a couple months from now we're still dealing with this, if you see some of these movies make deals with, like, a Netflix mm-hmm. just to try to get the movie out there so people can stream it but also still make some of that money back. I don't know. Like, Disney, probably not. They're probably going to sit on Mulan. They're not going to put it on Disney+, Plus, but it could be a cool thing to do. Yeah. Or even put it up on a rental, right? $4 or $5. You're not going to make as much money, but I guess that's better than sitting for six months with none of your movies coming out. Yeah, and it, I have, I hope this coronavirus scare, you know, ends up calming down soon enough because it just, uh, every everybody's lives are affected by this thing and it, it, it just sucks that for the most part there isn't much for us to talk about because everything's been canceled. Right. We there's only so many times we can go over Warzone and what we're playing, but we're in the slow season of video games right now, where there isn't many AAA titles coming out. We do have Animal Crossing and Doom coming out next week, which will at least will give us something to talk about. Right. But yeah, and then after that, you'll have, like we said last week, The Last of Us and um, Final Fantasy, and that'll hold people over for a while. But I mean, the movie side is going to be barren. I don't know if we see movie theaters close for a month or two just because they don't have anything to show or if they just stick it out and just keep showing onward for three or four months. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of it right now. I'm, I may go to the movies today just to see what, like, if it's barren or busy there. Right. Just because I, I definitely think that's the most interesting part of, of all of this is what is it is it busy because there's nothing for no one to do, or is it not busy because everybody's scared of getting sick? Right. Uh, yeah, it'll be it would be interesting to see. I I already saw Onward, so there's no reason for me to go to the movie theaters. And 
So uh, until something big comes out, which doesn't seem like it's going to be a while, I don't see myself going in a theater probably until summer. Um, and hopefully, hopefully this blows over in two weeks and then we're back to normal. But I think reality is probably a month or so. And also, like we said, we're not a sports podcast, but on a side note, since, you know, probably about six months ago, I started getting back into wrestling again, which is the first time since I was a kid. Watching Friday Night Smackdown last night was crazy because they they had moved NXT, which is on Wednesdays. They had moved it from, they always record at Full Sail University in Orlando. They had moved it to their performance center, which is their training center, and they had, you know, a very small crowd there. But for SmackDown, you're talking about, you know, events that take place in big arenas. They moved it to the performance center with no audience. So it was just weird to watch, you know, wrestlers coming out and wrestling to just dead silence. It's it's just a weird thing. So even if you're not into wrestling, it's an interesting thing to watch because you have the commentators right two guys at the commentating booth and then you have the wrestlers and the ref and that's it and it's just a weird thing to see um and they do a very good job of making it entertaining and they made it extremely funny it's just not something you would ever think you would see so it's definitely worth checking out yeah i'm I'm thinking about that now (laughs) I, i didn't realize the fact that like especially sport like wwe where the crowd definitely has to get into it it's a huge part of it yeah Yeah. you're 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 trying to sell a fight or sell a promo (laughs) and you don't have the crowd doing anything you you're working practically with a green screen audience at that point yep yep you have to play it up uh did you watch anything else you just said the chef show and Castlevania. Yeah, Chef's Stone Castlevania. Like, I, I, I just wanted to go over because I'm looking at this stuff. Yeah. Like the movies that are out now, mm-hmm. there really isn't anything. Like you talked right. about the hunt. Right. The other movie you're probably talking about is Bloodshot. Yeah, Bloodshot. Diesel. Yep. And that's that. I, I don't know many people that probably would be into. That's a movie that is. I honestly think. I mean, it could go two ways. I personally think it's going to make nothing, right? But it could also be that. In what you were talking about, people just want something to do, and it could end up going very well. Mm-hmm. I know it's not being rated very high right now, so that probably doesn't help. But yeah, I just can't imagine people risking going out in public to see Bloodshot <laughs> with Vin Diesel. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a good movie. I, I did want to see it, but I'm definitely going to wait. I'm not seeing that in theater. Same thing with The Hunt. I was very interested in that movie. And if this would have been different circumstances, I probably would have went and saw it in theaters. But now I'm just going to wait. Yeah, and I know you're one of the few horror people. Are you yeah. going to go see The Invisible Man eventually? Or is that something? I'll wait until it comes out at this point. Okay. I know it's rated very, very well. So I do want to see it. But I don't usually see horror movies in theaters. Okay. Unless it's like a really, really big one. Um, I did watch a couple of movies this week. Um, there was three movies that came out. This week it was uh, Uncut Gems, Charlie's Angels, and Spies in Disguise. Yeah. I watched about half of Spies in Disguise last night. It's one of my kids' favorite movies right now, and it's it seems pretty good, but I didn't finish it yet, so I don't want to throw out a, a rating or how I feel about it. Um, Charlie's Angels, and you didn't see Charlie's Angels, right? No, I, I do know the fact that didn't... didn't uh what's her name Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. didn't she say that like the movie failed because of men or something like that like men don't want it to succeed I Probably. hope she was just joking about that but no, I, I never saw that movie and 
Yeah, I watched it. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best movie. Not even probably top ten action movies last year. It's entertaining. For what it's worth, I I don't like Kristen Stewart. I saw all the Twilight movies, unfortunately, and like I always thought that. I mean, there's a lot of bad actors in that movie. In that that movie series, she always seemed like one of the worst. Like no expression, just very. And in Charlie's Angels, she's a lot better, which is good. I enjoyed her. She's very funny. It's a competent movie. I, I mean, it's a solid stream. If it pops up somewhere, which I'm sure it will for stream eventually, it, it's worth checking out. Um, Uncut Gems, which is the Adam Sandler movie, the you know him trying to get an Oscar, is I really really liked it. Um, definitely a stream. I don't think you need to buy it because once you watch it once, you're never gonna watch it again. Probably. It's just extremely hectic. And from the time, like, the movie starts until it ends, it does not stop. It's just nonstop, like, anxiety about, I mean, he's a he's a jeweler. He has a jewelry store, but he has a very bad gambling problem. So the whole movie is him, you know, owing money to bookies and then trying to make a bet to cover that and then trying to make a bet to cover that. And it has uh, Kevin Garnett is in it. And the whole, you know, the premise of the movie is Adam Sandler gets this rock that he's going to auction off and he shows it to kevin garnett when he comes into a shop to impress him kevin garnett wants to hold on to it for a couple days because he thinks it gives him good luck in his basketball games so he holds on to kevin garnett's championship ring he ends up like pawning that off to get money to bet on something else and then bet on something else it's just like so much anxiety in that movie that like if you're not if you're not okay with just constant anxiety don't watch that movie because it's going to give you a heart attack but it was i thought it was entertaining um and then the other one i think i said stream right for uncut gems yes you did yeah okay. yeah you did and then the other movie that i just finished last night was guns akimbo have you heard of that one that's the one with daniel, daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah. yes so this movie i'm gonna say right off the bat is a buy for me Daniel Radcliffe has done a pretty cool job of trying to distance himself from Harry Potter. So he's taken some weird movies. He took, I'm blanking on the name of the movie where he was a corpse. Oh, what was that called? I don't, I don't even, I didn't yeah. even know he was a corpse. I know he's taken other movies. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, he's taken other, other weird movies. And again, I think it's just to be like, I'm not Harry Potter. I am an actor. So this movie Man, this is a movie that. This is a video game movie, right? Um, the whole premise is, there is a online game show, that people, go like go into and they kill each other. That's the whole point. So like it's live streamed and then you have two people that are hunting for each other in the city, and then whoever wins, I don't know if there's money involved or whatnot, but that's the whole premise. And there is a girl who is like the person who's killed the most people in this game. And Daniel Radcliffe's character works at a company that makes a, a iPhone game or like a, it's just like a terrible, dumb, like almost like a, uh, I'm blanking on the name, um, like a game your mom would play on her iPhone, basically. Um, yeah, Farmville or something like that. Uh, Candy Crush, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. It's, like a, it's a Candy Crush style game. Um, and he is a... He's a troll online, right? He he enjoys 
getting people angry with his comments on online and he starts typing angry comments to people who watch this show online which is called uh what's it called i'm blanking i think it's schism or it might be the villain's name anyway schism is one of the names but anyway he's typing up all these comments and the person who's in charge of this game sees the comments so they break into his house and they take two guns and literally bolt them into his hands like they put screws through his hands so he can't take the guns off and then they tell him that he has to go and find and kill this other girl who's been killing all these people in this game and that's the whole premise right so he he can't use his hands because his hands are bolted to the gun so it's like extremely funny it's a comedy it's extremely bloody um but it's just like if you could i know it's not a video game but if you could think of a video game movie this would be it like there's references to other video games he has so many uh bullets in his clips and every time he fires it'll pop up on screen and tell you how many bullets he has left that kind of stuff um but it's a it's a fantastic movie it's definitely something you want to watch so is and I'm I'm trying to follow here. Mm-hmm. Is it's hard to explain. Are, it's are, out there. are the guns that are bolted to his hands? Is that in like the video game world, or is that in real life? There's no video game world. Everything's real life. So like this stuff that they're live streaming is people actually killing each other. So it's just people all log on to this website and watch this live stream of people going around trying to find the other person and literally kill them in real life. So. Yeah, he physically has these guns bolted through his hands, like screwed into his hands so that he can't let go of the guns at all. So, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie is him trying to, like, put his clothes on and he can't do it because he can't move his hands. They're bolted to guns. Um, You know, there's parts where, like, people, he's asking some, a bum on the street to, like, feed him a hot dog because he can't pick it up. But it's just, there's so many references in that movie to other video games and movies and that kind of stuff you could tell that i'm not sure who the director was or who the writer was but you could tell that the writer plays video games a lot because he knew a lot of things that when you watch normal video game movies you can tell the person who wrote wrote it doesn't play games this guy definitely played games because he had everything down to a t as far as what people like us who play games all the time would want out of a movie like that so definitely buy it stream it that kind of stuff just support it it's a good it's a good movie i was gonna say i think this is probably the first time you've mentioned that you like you should buy this yeah it's it's up there for me so i will definitely buy it when it comes out i think it's soon and just to bring it all around full Mm -hmm. circle again you mentioned trolls i i have to say that like if they could make a party chat for consoles like that would help out with so much trolling and i think i told you this story as well we were playing warzone Mm -hmm. and it was me I was playing with my brother and then a third person. We're in the gulag. We're trying to, and my brother is in the one-on-one. And the one, whatever this, whoever this kid is, goes, if you don't clutch it, you're gay. Yeah. And I couldn't just stop laughing because it's like, I'm not sure if he's trying to troll mm-hmm. or if he's serious. And then he, my brother gets out of the gulag and, you know, tries to revive us, but he gets killed. And his last comment before he leaves is, you guys suck and then gets out of the game and in my head i just can't help but laugh at these people who think that trolling is going to get them anywhere and maybe and maybe a punishment fit for them is to get you know guns (laughs) i think 
I mean, trolling is always a bad part of games. It always seems like Call of Duty brings out the worst people. It's always been that way. I don't know if it's just because a lot of people play the games, but it just seems like that's always been the worst game for that kind of behavior. But yeah, this movie is pretty much like those type of people getting punished, which is pretty funny. But that's that's all I watched. I watched those three movies today and then looking forward to watching Rise of Skywalker again when that comes digital. I think that's Tuesday. I think it comes out is, Tuesday is digital. It, yeah. I didn't realize it was that soon. Now yep. is digital, does that mean they're putting it on Disney Plus as no. well on Tuesday? Okay. No, so you'd have to buy it or like stream it through like Amazon or something like that. And then I believe the physical is the end of the month. Yeah, I, I hope that, like, I know what some sites do is they allow you to get the digital version and then still pick up a hard copy at the store or something like that. Yeah. I hope they do that um, just because I, I still like to have physical copies. I still buy all of most of my games physical and most yeah. and all of my movies physical. Me too. I don't, I for all the physical movies I have, I don't think I've ever put in, like, the code for the digital version. I just, I'd rather have the physical. I like looking at a shelf and seeing all the movies lined up. I don't think that'll change. Yeah, I, I will say the benefit of the digital version is being able, like, on the niche chance you're on a flight, I do love having to be able to to watch my movies on there or something like that. Yeah. So anything else movie-wise? No movie news? I don't have anything else on that. No, and with with me, it's kind of the same thing. It's well, Life's pretty mundane right now with, uh, with everything being canceled. I'd supposed to go to the hockey game today which is saturday mm-hmm. and i'm i actually honestly can't remember if that's canceled or if there's just no fans <laughs> so i have to i'm still waiting for my refund from Ticketmaster to give me refund on all the tickets but yeah i think it's just going to be for a lot of people it's just going to be work and then in our case it's probably work and then call of duty and then for me ori and then doom so uh, there's not going to be a whole lot going on besides that for the next probably couple weeks yeah and you know games i want to play i keep hearing i should try ori i i'm gonna do it do justice and i'm gonna play the first one before the uh before the second do you like castlevania like metroidvania style games so i i think i don't like castlevania games Mm. because i inherit i don't know what it is i suck at them like yeah they're tough i am terrible at those games uh but that seems Ori seems to be a good jumping off point where it doesn't it doesn't look hard from what I've seen. It is. So <laughs> I I'll have to figure it out. Like I'll probably know within the first ten minutes. But my thing with that is I I like Bloodborne. I like the From Software, and I'm gonna play Neo too. I really hope that I can get into this game and like it because it seems like it's gonna be fun. And the thing is for me is. Next week, you know, I'm probably. I don't think I'm gonna get Doom. Uh, right. Animal Crossing, unless my friends peer pressure me into getting it, I'm not gonna get Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. The next game for me isn't until the end of March, which is Persona Five Royal, and that is a remake of a game that I've already spent a hundred hours in. So that's gonna be an interesting one because if you pick that up, and then I think a week or so later is Final Fantasy, right? So in that case. You're going to have two games that are significant time dumps into, and you're going to have to kind of balance. And I guess Persona would be the one that you would put less time into? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say, because I've, as far as I can tell from what people have been putting out about that game, it's much of it is the same. And I don't, 
because it's been so long since I've played it, I don't remember everything about that game, but it's probably all going to come rushing to me once we get once I start playing Royale again. And I'm definitely going to put more of my time into uh, into Final Fantasy VII because I never beat the original. Right. And I think, too, when I'm listening to, I mean, since I did kind of trash the min-max guys last week, I, I won't trash them this week, but they were talking this week about coming to the realization that it's okay to let games go, which which was big for me because we think about our backlogs and how many games we look at and go, oh, I still need to play that, I still need to beat this. And it was just their whole point of it's okay to play a game for a couple hours and just say, I'm not going to finish it and move on. So Ori is a good one, right? Like you play it for an hour and just be like, oh, it's not for me, and then just move on. So there's probably a lot of games that I'm going to have to do that too. Um, I thought this would be the time that I would get through a lot of the games. Like I still haven't beaten Red Dead 2. But I think that's a game that is going to be, I don't think I'm ever going to finish it, and that's okay. But Call of Duty kind of ruined it, I guess. Because <laughs> I was trying to get through Yakuza, and I was going to play through all those. And then after that, I was thinking Red Dead. But then Call of Duty came busting down the door saying, no, no, you're not. You're just going to play Call of Duty. So. Yeah, that's going to be the same problem with me. And I've told you a couple times, I really want to beat Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. And I have the full collection sitting on sitting in on top of my PlayStation. And every time I go to play video games, I'm playing Call of Duty. So um, I, I really don't want to give up on trying to catch up with my backlog. Because for me, I never beat any of the Rockstar games anyway. Really? Like, no, I, I've never beaten them in story mode. Because for me... And I have this innate problem with, and this is the same thing with Horizon, because I've tried to get into it multiple times. You start giving me all these side quests, and my brain says, go do the side quest. So, and it's the same thing with The Witcher. They want you to do the story on top of doing the side quests. So I'm just worried, or I my brain just starts getting so... I got to do the side quest. I got to do the side quest. I yep. got to do the side quest. And then by that time, I'm burned out on the regular game. Yep. And that's what happened with, for me with a lot of those games. But Horizon was the one that I got about halfway through it. And then I got to a, a some, I don't even remember the name of the city, but I got like eight or nine side quests in the one city. And I just was like, oh, I, I can't. This is just too much. So I just stopped playing the game. So good luck to you. <laughs> I think that's, is that it? Yeah, that is. Okay. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, please follow us on all podcasting platforms, and we are still working it on getting it on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We are also on Twitter and Instagram, and email us with any questions you have at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you.